Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God tonight. Amen. 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 Crowd participation. Uh, Isaiah 40, 29. James, you read that. Jimmy, since you were the loudest, Psalms 119, 28. You laughing up front, Billy. Ephesians 6, 10. Uh, let me see who else I can call on. Now, I don't hardly ever call on like J.B. Rice. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31, that'd be you. Uh, Mark 12, 30, that would be uh, Brother Tommy Lott. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 2 through 9. Uh, man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. We're going to do a little Bible thumping, so don't get panicked or anything. Just want to share what God is doing tonight. Penny, you read that one. Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. So if you didn't get them, that's your fault. But we want you to get find your Bible verse. We want you to read it out and ask, is everybody there? And if everybody's there, if everybody's there, say amen. If they're not, say wait on me because I want to read these things together. And I want to see if you can figure out tonight what I'm talking about. All right, who did I call on first? Are we there? Isaiah 40, 29. There's always that small bus. <laughs> you are the driver, amen. Everybody there? Say, wait on me if we're waiting on you. Wait on my wife. All right. Here we go. James, stand up and read it. Read aloud. Who believes that tonight? He gives strength to the weak and the weary, and he increases the power of the weak. Who was next? Billy? Psalms 119, 28. That's Jimmy. Stand up and read it, Jimmy. Did you leave your glasses on your motorcycle? 119.28. Remember, whoever wins this competition tonight gets absolutely nothing. Except for bragging rights. I understand my preacher, preacher and his crazy mind. Isaiah, I mean Psalms 119.28. Everybody's there? Everybody there? Yep. My soul melts from heaviness. Strength, strengthen me according to your word. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me with your word. Next one's Ephesians 6.10. Who's got that? Stand up and read it, cowboy. Hold on, we got to wait for everybody. Wait, check on them, Billy. Let me know when you're ready, please. Everybody good? Six ten. 
Some of them ain't even opened their Bible in so long, you just hear the dust just flowing off of them. When they just, I, I, it's the pages are stuck together, Brother Vic. That's the problem, man. You really won't open the Bible and read it at home. So I uh, just want to challenge you guys to do that. Billy, your turn. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Finally be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power of his. Isaiah 40, 31, who has that? J.B. Rye. Everybody's there? Everybody there? I'll give you the next ones. Mark 12, 30. 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. I mean, believe that tonight. I mean, believe that. Those that hope upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar like eagles. That's one of my favorite verses. Mark 12, 30. Who has that one? All right, Brother Tommy, you ready? Stand up. Stand up. You're not exempt because you're 80. <laughs> Hold on. Here comes your mic. Everybody's there? Wait on them. Everybody there? Say, wait on me. Somebody's over here saying, boy, I'm so glad he didn't call on me. You're next. Go ahead, Tommy. Mark 12, 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Woo! I said, love the Lord thy God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. And the last one, or maybe there's one more, or two, or three. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Who has that one, Penny? Everybody's there, say Amen. You're not there, say, wait on me. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. I would like to have a, Who knows who Arnold Horshack is? I would like to really have an Arnold Horshack moment for you that are under 30 that probably went over your head. But if you're 40 and plus, you probably know who Arnold Horshack is. He was in what? Welcome back, Carter. And when he had an answer, when he got excited, and when he had an answer, he would go what? Oh, 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 oh. Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. <laughs> so after we read this last scripture, if you, got the, if you got the answer of what's in common in all these scriptures, let's have an Arnold Horshack moment, and somebody tell me, what we're talking about tonight. Miss Penny. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all to the more glad about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Did I call on anybody else? 
Somebody give me, who knows what the answer is? Athena, strength. How many know that God wants to give us strength tonight? Amen. Give all those ones that helped me tonight a big round of applause. You cannot go up against Satan in your own power. You cannot get out of bed and go think you can conquer this world that we live in in your own power. You need God's strength. All these scriptures have to do with God's power. God's power residing in us. Last week we were at a bull riding in Hubbard, Texas, and Dalton climbed down on this bull, and everyone said, don't let him ride this bull. Don't let him get on this bull. This bull rock knocked out Ronnie Kitchens. He's just like Bodacious. He ripped you over the top of your head and tries to smash your face. Don't get on this bull. Don't do it. Hey, he's too young. He's too inexperienced. I said, brother, he's been riding since he was five. He said, don't let him do it. Everybody's like, man, he's going to get hurt again. Don't let him do it. And I said, Dalton, what do you want to do? He said, I don't want to do it. He said, Dad, you know I just got over this leg injury. I want to be healthy for high school rodeo. I, I want to finish strong. I'm going to get my pro card. I, I just kind of, let me heal up a little bit. I said, we'll do whatever you want to do, but this is the moment where we find out how strong you are. This is the moment where we find out if you can do it. This is the moment where you can either climb down on here and trust God and ask him for strength to get through these next eight seconds or you can make a decision to back out. Either way, Dalton, I support your decision. Because bull riding ain't easy. If anybody don't believe that, I'll load them up right now. All I got to do is whistle. I have 15 in the back pen. I, I can get them loaded up. If anybody wants to ride tonight, anybody? You do? You too? Y'all ready? They're ready. There's some strong girls right there. I'll tell you all that right now. They said, we ready. I said, whatever you want to do, Dalton, I'll support your decision. He came over there a few minutes later, and he said, Dad, do you think he's bad? I said, I know he's bad, but I think you're bad too. He said, you think I can do it, Dad? I said, I don't think you can do it. I know you can do it. Sometimes we just need somebody to encourage us. Sometimes we need somebody to push us. Sometimes we just we got to have some strength, and we know that it's going to take God's power to get through work tomorrow, through a marriage problem, through a financial situation. We need help in our schoolwork. We know that we can't keep going on our own. We need some supernatural strength. Well, we serve a super God who is there all throughout the Scripture with just encouragement. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with Mount Eman. And I could see Dalton, and, and, and can I say this, and my wife will be there. She was there. Dalton got on six bulls that day. Most bull riders ride one bull a day. He had already been on six previous, and now he's in the short round, and it's a major thing. It's a pro deal. We're about to climb on this bull, and he looks at me, and he says, Dad? I said, yeah, baby. He said, I'm doing it. I said, I knew you were. See, sometimes you want to quit in the middle of something, but God says to you tonight, you don't have to quit. Just go for it. Just go for it. You know what? He didn't stay on eight seconds. But that ain't where he won. Where he won was when he climbed back down on the bull. Sometimes we may not make it to get the check or get the prize or get the promotion, but it's staying there after the boss chews your butt out. You may not see no hope for your marriage tonight, but if you'll stay there and you'll trust God, he will begin to grow that thing. 
Maybe you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Maybe you don't know you don't know you don't know how you're going to quit drinking, or you don't know how you can become a better person in your own strength. You'll never make it. I put cigarettes down at an altar one time, and never picked them up again. Have I had moments of weaknesses? You bet I have. Have I wanted a cigarette? You bet I have. I put beer down. Almost 12 years ago, 11 or 12 years ago, hadn't had a beer one, hadn't even had a want to for beer. Cigarettes, cigarettes, it's a little different. I can go get one of them. I know they'll calm me down. I I can use them as a weapon if I need to thump one in you, thump you. Cigarettes help you. I used to think that I needed that help. I needed that nicotine. I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. And, and, And the enemy wants us to think that we need stuff, but... What we really need is God. And there are some cowboys that can't even go without a pinch of snuff. There are some people that can't go without a pill. Oh, i got to have this pill. i got to have this. i got to have that. You know what you really need is to trust God tonight. And I'm not trying to convict anybody. I'm not trying to, to, to tell anybody if I can do it, you can. But I know if I can, you can. I know that if God is convicting you, you should. If God is saying tonight is a night, you ought to. You just need to go for it. You just need to go for it. I'm going to say that one more time. You just need to go for it. I heard about this guy, and he was a millionaire. He had all the money in the world, and he was very eccentric and crazy and far out there. And one night he was having this big party at his house. In his backyard, his swimming pool was filled with sharks and alligators. And he announced to all of his guests, he said, anyone who's willing to swim across my pool can have anything they want. In just a few minutes, in just a few minutes, they heard a big splash. He looked over and this man was in his swimming pool and he was swimming 90 to nothing. He was dog paddling. He was dodging alligators and sharks were nipping at his heels. And he was a frantic and he was getting it and go. And he made it to the other side and he jumped up just in the nick of time. About the time this alligator almost got his heel. The wealthy man came over to him and said, I can't believe that. You're the bravest person I've ever met in my entire life. Now, what can I give you, the rich man said. He said, what I want more than anything in this world is the son of a buck that pushed me in. (laughs) You know, the point I'm trying to make tonight, the point I'm trying to make tonight is sometimes in life, it feels like we get pushed in. We just got to go for it. Sometimes it feels like we can't, but we just got to go for it. Sometimes in life, we're expecting the circumstances to be great, but sometimes the circumstances ain't great, and we still got to muddy through that and get to the other side. Just like the man in the pool, you got to trust God. You got to trust God. Here's my point. Sometimes in life, it feels like we're, we got pushed in, so to speak. We were expecting this to go a certain way, but a bad medical report came in. You were expecting this relationship to make it, but it didn't make it. A business went down. You were expecting to open up this company, and you were going to be the richest person in town, but it didn't work out. It may be a surprise to us, but can I tell you this? When things work out, don't work out, it's not a surprise to God. He knew it wasn't going to work out when you got started. I had a guy not long ago told me, Pastor, 
I'm just not over the hurts. I'm just not over the hurt. I, I don't think I can ever forgive them. You know, I hate to hear people think like that because life has sometimes got a lot of disappointments in it. And you need to shake those things off. And you got to keep on trying. The suicide rate today is at an all-time high. And the holidays are upon us. Let me tell you this. You need strength. And the strength inside of us who has it tonight needs to share that with other people. I love the fact that we're a church that cares. That we go above and beyond means. I mean, I really do think that we are an exceptional bunch. And we go above and beyond means to try to help somebody in need. And a lot of people have a need in this community. They want to give it up. They, they want to give their life up. There's been many a times that we went and rescued and talked. And our youth pastor has gone above and beyond means and went and found these kids who wanted to kill themselves. And there have been a many that have killed themselves that we missed. You know, and it's tough to think, well, we're right here and there's 20. They, you know what they say? They say that every day, whether you know this or not, they say every day 26,000 cars pass this way. 26,000 cars. They put one of the little road things out there, 26,000 cars. Now, maybe it's the same people. We've got a big school that runs a bunch of people. We've got a lot of people. But I think there's a lot of people that pass by this place. We're on a main highway, whether you know it or not. Try to get a road permit. It'll cost you a ton. We're on a main highway. It's not like we're going to go to the county and talk to the county. You've got to go to TxDOT and try to make things happen. And I think it's only going to get busier, and I think only more people are going to be struggling, and we need to show them that right here they can find strength. And what the Bible says, and I want you to grab this tonight, and I'll be done. What the Bible says is there's strength in numbers. The Bible says a three-chord strand cannot be easily broken. So you have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I was at a revival meeting one time, and, and, and I heard a preacher say, well, I know God didn't miss this, but a four-chord strand would even be tougher than a three-chord strand. And I, I began to listen to what he was trying to say and try to figure out what he was trying to say. But he said, if you would just entangle yourself in the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, if you'd be that fourth strand that, 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 and you would just cling to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, no matter what come against you, nothing could pull you down. I thought it was just insight. It may surprise us, but it's not a surprise to God. If you do get pushed in like the man by the pool, don't sit around waiting to get ate up by the alligators. You just got to take off swimming. You just got to go for it. You just got to get to the other side. Do your best and keep honoring God. Keep doing what you know to do, and, and don't worry about who's nipping at your heels. Tonight, God has already given you wisdom, and he's already given you strength, and he's already given you favor. What you have to find for yourself is determination. Determination. To make it through. I believe if this was a real life scenario and a real life story and it really happened, some tonight might have got ate up. And some might have found the determination to get to the other side. 
I heard a story on the news just this week of two young kids out swimming right off of Galveston. They were having a good time, and a shark came and got his brother. The brother saw what was going on. He didn't back up. He swam over, and he punched that shark right in the face. And that shark retreated, and he rescued his brother, and he saved his brother's life. That young man is a hero. A lot of times, even family, the closest to you, will leave you for the sharks. But God will never leave you for the sharks. God has already given you strength and wisdom and favor, and you have to find that determination to make it through to the other side. And I promise you, when you do, you'll come out better than you were before. You have to remember that difficulty is not going to defeat you. It's going to promote you. People do not start at the top. They work their way to the top. This generation that we're raising up now, they want what mom and daddy's got. They want the house. They want the new car. They want the money in the bank. They want it. They want it. And they want it right now. But the problem is they hadn't earned it. You're not going to get promoted till you earn it. Remember that difficulty is not going to defeat you. It's going to promote you. And then when it's that time, you'll be able to handle it. Take hold of his strength. Get up every morning and remind yourself, I'm ready for an opportunity. And whatever is coming my way, I'm going to seize it. I promise you, if you do that, and you don't give in, you're going to have victory in every area of your life. I'm proud to say, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to mean it tonight. I haven't missed a day of blood pressure medicine. I haven't, I haven't missed a day of blood pressure medicine. I had an episode last week really scared me, and I thought, well, you know, it was anxiety or whatever, but I, I took my blood pressure. It was over 200, and I was like, ah, i got to get on this medicine. And I, I'm more scared of the medicine than I am the blood pressure. But I know if God brought these doctors into my life and he brought this medicine into my life, then I need to just trust him. Right before church tonight, I took my blood pressure and it was a extraordinary. It was like 130 over 78. And I was just praising God that I'm not scared anymore. And she don't have to tell me and remind me and nag me. I'm doing it in my own strength. Can I say this to you? You got to learn to do things in your own strength. Your husband may not always be around. Your wife may not always be around. But our God will always be around to help you, to guide you. I love you guys and thank y'all for being here tonight. And one thing we have in common is that strength available for everyone. You know, I have this just do it mindset. And I like it. So if I got to do something hard, I just do it. If I got to do something easy, I just do it. I just do it and take it off the list. Sometimes I'll, I'll be going 100 miles an hour, and, and, and it'll seem like I'm, I, I, might, I might not have given the right person another time, but, 
but I have just learned to program my mind that I got to do this, and then I got to do this, and then I got to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to do this. Because I know at the end of the day, if I don't do every task that God has it for me, then, then I'm letting him down. And I don't want to let him down anymore. I've let him down almost all 33 years of my life. I don't want to let him down anymore, so I just do it. The other day they got a new store. The other day they got a new store between this Valero and there's another Valero about up towards Conroe, and they put a new store in right there. And I got in line and had to get gas, and my card wasn't working at the pump, and I realized I didn't have any money, and uh, so I... I, I was like, I, I need to go in and, and see what's going on. And, and so I walked in, and, and, and this is the truth. There was a lady there, and, and, and she had beer, and she had cigarettes, and she had lottery tickets, and she had milk. And when they rang her up, she didn't have any money either to get it all. I was thinking, what kind of decision is she going to make? Is she going to lay the lottery tickets down? Is she going to lay the beer down? Is she going to lay the cigarettes down? And she's going to take the milk home. And I was wondering what kind of car she was driving. And sure enough, her car was parked right up by the door. It was a black Saturn. I'll never forget it. I looked in the car, and there was four or five kids, probably between ten, probably down to, to probably six or seven. And those kids were in that car. And you know what? She said, I don't have enough money for this. And it was the milk. And I heard the Lord say, just buy the milk. What I wanted to do is say, woman, you got your priorities all jacked up. What I wanted to say is, you got a car full of kids out there, and you're neglecting them for lottery tickets and, and, and cigarettes and beer, and, and they're not going to get Cheerios in the morning. I was really starting to get upset, and the Lord said, just buy the milk. But then I started saying, well, what am I going to say to her? And my credit card ain't working either, so what in the world am I going to do? I said, ma'am, if you don't have enough money for the milk, I'll go ahead and take care of the milk. She turned around and said, you do that for me? I said, you bet I would. And I opened up my wallet and I said, God. <laughs> and I was looking for my church card. Because I know I always got something. And I was looking and I was looking. And there was a folded up 20 in my wallet that God had placed in there. And I pulled that 20 out. And I said, I'm going to cover the milk. Put the rest in my truck. You know, I handed her a card and said, why don't y'all come see me sometime? Got a bull riding coming up. Got a fall festival. Bring the kids out. We're going to do free food, hot dogs, and games. It's going to be fun. She said, I drive by your church all the time. I wanted to get on her about her lottery tickets and her cigarettes and her beer. But I thought if I could love her by buying her milk, I could probably do a lot more. And I just had to do what God told me to do. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm not bragging on me because it's not about me. I wish I could have opened up my eyes and seen all the signs. But I was blinded once too. Like Paul, I was on that road to Damascus and I couldn't see all the problems. But then God summons me. And then God saved me. And we just got to trust him.
And we just got to find strength to keep going. Times are only going to get harder and we're only going to see more crazy stuff. We got to love these people. Because God first loved us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for this time, Father. Father, thank you so much for opening up our eyes. Lord, I pray for that family in the Saturn. I pray that somehow, some way, Lord, that whatever you told us to do that day, reach those kids for your glory. Father, I pray for the families in this church tonight to have strength, to know that they don't have to go and run to anything but you. Lord, help us to be teachers in this congregation as a whole, as a body. To just trust you. To just have enough strength to love you. And to have enough faith to believe that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Lord, I'm so overwhelmed by this whole week's event. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to another day. And I'm going to need your strength tomorrow, Lord. And we're all going to need your strength, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.